Hey, what's going on? You are listening to Tag's podcast, aka Talk About Gay Sex, the podcast that is your self-quarantining go-to. I'm your host, creator Steve V. Rodriguez. A little bit later in episode 156, which is what you are listening to, I've got my co-hosts Jeremy Ross Lopez and Lincoln. We are talking about some current hot gay sex topics and how we're dealing with all of the coronavirus period here, plus the conclusion of my interview with Brad of Wicked Gay Parties. You can go to wickedgayparties.com to partake in his virtual gay sex parties. So stay tuned for all of that. Before I get into it with my co-host, a couple of announcements. Uh, If you haven't heard yet, I do a second podcast now every single Thursday. It launched a few weeks ago. It's called Sex with Stevie. It's me. And it's a live show. It's on our Facebook page from 7 to 8 Pacific Standard Time and 10 to 11 Eastern Standard Time. You can go to facebook.com forward slash tags podcast. If you like it, you'll probably get, if you like the page, you'll probably get a notification. But we're live every single Thursday on the page. It's a video a stream of me in my living room. I invite you to bring a cocktail, a mocktail, a drink of choice, and it's a call-in show, which has really been fun to build this show. People are calling in, listeners are calling in, and I've got special guests calling in from DJs to including um, my co-host of this show, Cody, Cody Maurice Doggett, who's a lot of fun, and it's every Thursday live show 7 to 8 Pacific Standard Time, 10 to 11 Eastern Standard Time. And if you miss it, no worries. The video will remain up on our Facebook page. Also, it gets uploaded to our YouTube channel. And lastly, you can listen to it. It comes into your feed if you're already subscribed to Tag's podcast. Friday morning, it gets dropped into there so you can listen to it then. We do a Patreon poll every week to check in with you and every week um, you can find out about it. Plus when you're there, you can scroll around there. Patreon is our subscriber site that you can subscribe for different tiers from five, 10, 50, all the way on up and get some extra special sexy perks to Tag's podcast. So, but the polls are completely free. This week we've got a good one for you. Go to patreon.com forward slash talk about gay sex. And lastly, a shout out to Brandon Bullet. Brandon Bullet is the current Mr. Bullet Leather um, of Bullet Bar in North Hollywood. And he reached out to me on Messenger and said um, that by listening to the show, we had somehow the show helped encourage him to enter the Mr. Bullet Leather contest and he won. So he's the current Mr. Bullet Leather and has a brand new podcast himself that uh, um, it's called Leather Talk Party. They're doing a live show tomorrow, Wednesday, April 22nd at 10 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And I think if you just go um, I'll post it on our website, the link to it, but it's a leather talk party hosted by Brandon Bullet. 
and I'm hoping he's going to come on my live show as a guest this Thursday to talk a little bit more about what he's doing, and it's always good to connect with other fellow podcasters. And with that, let's get into some hot gay sex topics with my co-host. Super excited today to be with my two co-hosts, one of which I saw today <laughs> practicing uh, social distancing, uh, proteinbakery.com owner Lincoln. How you doing? I'm doing well. It was good to see you today. It really was. It really was. Uh, Jeremy Ross Lopez out there in Massachusetts. Hello, How you doing? I'm well. I cool. forgot that it was 420. Yep, it's 420. Hope everyone's celebrating. I know all the days are melding into one. <laughs> they are, right? Yes, exactly. But we have to uh, acknowledge these days for sure. And and yeah, it was interesting just to catch up with you guys real quick before we get into some topics here. It was, I think I took the longest walk that I've taken since this whole self-quarantining and walked over, which is only about six block New York blocks away from where I live to the protein bakery. And I was like, oh, right, the streets of New York are <laughs> different. And I was walking by some old haunts and I was walking by a favorite restaurant, Elmo, that when people come into town, it's a big place to come because they always have a DJ on the weekend. I had my 21st and... birthday there. I love it there. Oh my God, that's right. Yeah, you celebrated New Year's, Jeremy, right? Yeah. This year? Yeah, New Year's drag show with my mom and my brother and his girlfriend. I couldn't help but th- I couldn't help but thinking of oh my god I'm craving a blood orange Cosmo right now and one of their Elmo burgers oh my they're god. so good yeah so anyways but the exercise was good and it was really I almost forgot how to interact with somebody because you're kind of like adjusting your mask you're making sure your uh, Lincoln's uh, boyfriend Peter's came by and. You know, it's that awkward thing of like, oh, are we six feet apart? And, but it was, I missed that interaction that you only yeah. have when you're in the company of others. Right. right? Yeah, totally. I went grocery you- shopping with, and they made you, like, if you didn't have a mask, you couldn't go in. Good. You know? That's great. Yeah. Uh, we went, I went to Trader Joe's with my mom, uh, and it was a long line, and it was just a whole production, but it was good. But is it, well, let me, can I ask you a question, Jeremy? Uh-huh. Was it, because Peter went here in New York to Trader Joe, and from what we found here, while the outside is a long line with six foot, six feet in between people, there is uh-huh. no line inside. Was yeah, that the that, same? Exactly, yeah, it was the same. And what they did is they put a glass wall up so that when you come to the register, you put your card on this line, uh, then the the cashier brings the cart to themselves. They empty out all the groceries. They ring them all up. They bag them all. And then they put them on the next line. And that's where you don't really touch them or get near them at all. And then there's a wow. glass wall in front of them. And then the the uh, keypad to pay is all covered too. That's great. Yeah. That's great. Have you noticed that masks, since we all have to wear them now, are becoming a lot more fashionable? And we yes. were just talking offline a few uh, a few minutes ago we have a friend here in new york city who visits a lot of the same haunts that the three of us do 
And he also is a costume designer for Broadway and so on and so forth. And probably create some of the most iconic Halloween costumes totally. every He's single year in New York city for sure. Absolutely. Well, he, and- he also, he worked not to add to his resume, but a few things I know is that he worked on the revival of cats and he also worked on Madame X out in Brooklyn doing costumes. That I didn't know. Okay. And West yeah. side story. And he has um, creating these really cool neoprene masks that are for sale right now. I'm going to put it on tagspodcast.com. I just ordered one. It's uh, N-E-F-F-N, or excuse me, shop N-E-F-F-N-Y-C.com. I'll put it on the website, though, and you'll see it. Um, but Lincoln, you are possibly going to maybe carrying him at the protein bakery? I really hope so. I texted him over the weekend and said, I would love to sell him at the bakery. I can add him into orders when people order. Um, and I would love to get them out there so he doesn't have to send to every individual person. So hopefully we're going to talk over the next couple of days and hopefully it'll happen. But if not, order direct from him anyway, because they're really cool. I love them. There's some great ones. Also, the the, uh, people are the gays, of course, get really creative. And I'm sure a lot of you all saw it out there of a guy that used uses his jock straps to create a mask and does a tutorial. (laughs) And it's so funny. I will post that online, too. And I was a little clumsy. I'm not really good with arts and crafts. That's not one of my creative talents, but I, <laughs> he certainly did it really well on there. And I was like, wow. I you saw know, once it was done, you couldn't really tell that it was that. No, it looked good, right? Yeah, it did. <laughs> it's so funny, though, if you'd be walking around town. I mean, the thing is, walking around, I don't think anyone's, everyone's so like, really like avoiding people and turning the other way. So for the most part, people probably aren't like critiquing each other's masks, I'm sure, right? Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I do think but I feel people like... get there, though. I think that I do. this is well... a new thing. I think that it's going to be part of people's outfits. I think it's going to be part of the culture in a way that you don't want to look like you're walking down a hospital corridor with like a N95 <laughs> yeah, right. mask. You know what I mean? Like, I have to say, Peter and I have Which been, you had um, on. <laughs> Right. Peter and I have been <laughs> taking bike rides every night. I think I said that a few weeks ago. And at around five, six thirty, two nights ago, we were at some part in Manhattan and everyone on the street was in like hospital scrubs and medical masks. And we weren't even near a hospital. It was just like people in their sweatpants. And I said, we look like we're biking through an insane asylum. Like we're in a <laughs> hospital ward where there are like crazy people because it was all this medical weird mass stuff it's surreal so i do think it'll become a fashion statement and something definitely less obvious for some people or more obvious for others it's like a madame x eye patch but it's gonna be a mask right you were kind of yeah can you imagine if you wore the matthew neff neoprene mask with the Madame X. I know because you're going to barely see any of your face. I'm going to do nothing but walk into walls and not be able to breathe. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> well, here on uh, Tag's podcast, we have been doing these polls, and I wanted to just report on some of the results. And last week, one of the questions was, "How often are you masturbating?" And then, so it's I the the two options were several times a day or no more than before, and. 
interesting, there was a little bit no, no more than before, um, which was interesting. A couple of comments I'll read to you. Somebody said maybe twice a day. And then another guy wrote, it's gone from a half to three plus times a day. And so that would be me more. But I was talking to um, a friend of mine, Gregory Nelbaum, he wouldn't mind me sharing this. He was on the live podcast recently. And he said, no, kind of the same, looking at the same pictures and everything else. Get and I'm, I don't know. I mean, are you, uh, Jeremy, are, you're, are you more or less? I think it's on my mind more, but it's definitely, I think, around the same. Okay. Then as before, well, it was a lot before. It so was a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how you could exceed that. Plus, you got your mom in the house. And... <laughs> Oh, believe me, yeah. always. That's the times I've messed, The times when I've gone home to visit my mom back in California and I was horny and all that and I wanted to jerk off, I waited till like she ran out to like run an errand or something because I was too freaked out of my mom. Even though when I was like 12 and 13, I, you know, that theory went out the door, but <laughs> they, could, they could have been in the other room. It didn't matter outside the door, but something about now I'm like, oh no. Well, I think you're <laughs> but a little I know bit you... more perceptive as an adult. True. You know yeah. I mean? True. You're a little bit more like you, you probably didn't really get away with it back then. Like you thought you did. <laughs> Maybe you did. You know what I mean? Maybe they knew or that, you know. Are you Lincoln having more sex or less with um, um, Peter. I would say it's about the same, but I don't. I can't remember. What's what this about the same? I don't understand the about the same. Nothing is about what we're going through. Is about the same. So these. But people, that is a consistent that's... thing. I actually find it fascinating that Gregory said what he did, because I would think, especially if I'm single, um, I would watch some of the same porn and have a same relationship with that part of myself. Like that's something you can actually keep the same. And not with everything else changing around you of the way we have to do everything. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's really comforting well, that Peter and I are having really good, consistent sex during the week. And then last weekend, we were supposed to be in Germany for snacks. Which so is a big which leather. Is a big leather fest. So we had our own little home snacks. And then, like I told you guys, the week before that, we did the black party. But this past weekend, we said, like, let's just rest. <laughs> you know, I think years later and even months later, we'll start to look at the mental impact that yeah. all of this has had on us on so many levels, of course. Um, interesting, you just, I think from, you know, just non-medical, psychological person's perspective, I think if I was with somebody, had a boyfriend, I'd probably want to keep a consistency because we are going to come out of this in one way, shape or form. And I probably wouldn't want to alter it too much because you don't want to also create a, this facade bubble world that is not going right. to, you know, survive. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but to your point uh, about the porn, one of next week's poll questions that we'll be asking you is, are you expanding the types of porn you watch lately? Um, and I wrote, because with many of us not having any contact with anyone, much less sexual and very few eye candy on the train, gym, streets, we got to mix it up. And so I'm just curious to see where people will um, come on, on that. But That's when I did, I was, I was on the phone with Gregory and he said, no, I'm kind of watching the same things. And I'm like, really? I'm not. I'm 
<laughs> watching fisting porn with this hot guy right now. And I have told on the show before that I've partaked in that fisting before getting it and I've enjoyed it with the right person. And it's a whole process. Mm-hmm. Listen to some of those old shows, but <laughs> I've haven't been able to watch it because I've always been freaked out looking at some guy's hole being stretched out and seeing his insides. And that's just freaked me out. <laughs> but d- during this self quarantining, I'm over it, or at least with this one guy I'm watching, I'm like all into it right now. So Jeremy, have you expanded your porn? No, I have. What you? It's still all the same porn. stuff. Yeah, it's a lot of Twitter porn, to be honest. Wow. So short bits of yeah. people that. Of, have of, you found that a lot of the guys that are posting also? It's like a a way to link you to their OnlyFans or just for fans. Yes, totally. Besides your family and friends, are you reaching out to old friends and family or sliding into anyone's DMs? And interestingly enough, more people said no. And I don't know, I'm taking this as this experiment period because I have reached out to so many different people and reconnected with interesting people from when I lived in San Francisco, LA, other parts of the world. And I'm, I'm surprised that the answer was more people were not. How about you That two? surprises me too. That surprises me a lot. I've been reaching out to random people and random people in the world have been reaching out to me, which is great. People I haven't talked to in five years, even longer. Um, One of my friends posted on Facebook. I just listened, not to bring it back to Madonna, but I just listened to Madame X for the first time. This is a really good album. Thanks, Stephen Chelsea. And then he texts me afterward. No, he called me and left me a message saying, I'm listening to Come Alive and it's so good. I just wanted to catch you. Call me sometime. You know that's my favorite song. It's the best. So, like, I haven't talked to him in forever, and it's nice to be able to pick up right where people leave off. You know what I mean? Jeremy, you? Have you? No, I haven't been either, to be honest. <laughs> Here's what it, so I find, like, people are falling into one or the other side. Some people are like yeah. myself, where I'm trying, oh, I'm a chef now. I'm doing handstand <laughs> training. I'm, uh, I'm reaching out to people every day is a new guest star in my little make-believe talk show (laughs) i'm you know i'm looking at fisting porn straight porn i don't know i'm like trying all these it's i mean i'm keeping it interesting and then there's the other people i feel like you jeremy where it's like no just still same porn same this and well it's also because i'm i'm still working like regular so it's just true i'm not working at the office but i'm still on 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 all hours of like Monday through Friday. So, I mean, on the weekends, I try to be productive at least to be outside of the house and getting fresh air and stuff, but it's not giving me like a lot of outside time that's out of my norm. So I guess because my schedule is still pretty consistent with what it was, uh, it's, yeah, I think that might be one of the reasons why a lot of change. The other thing, Jeremy, is that you have literally uprooted your weight was your home is your home right. new york city yeah and although you love and adore and being at your mom's ha- home it's you it's normally like a week here a weekend here right. and, yeah. and now it's like you're in college and you went back home but you're but you're working and so that's got to be place you know interesting for you right yeah 
So we'll be asking more questions. Um, I already told you for this week, go to patreon.com forward slash tags podcast. Questions like, are you drinking more alcohol? Um, and then how much do you miss seeing, touching, sucking cock? And then here's one for you, Jeremy. How much do you miss seeing, touching, spanking, eating ass? So oh. we're an equal opportunity here at Tags Podcast. <laughs> I've got to say. We are, right. Um, so as many of you know, when you go on any of the apps, uh, most of the apps, Grinder, Scruff, and all those are encouraging people to stay home and just kind of talk uh, to people. It's interesting because the, the other superhero that we see um, almost every day, Dr. Fauci, in the White House, you know, briefings every day. Mm-hmm. He was Dr. Fauci was on a sh- on a a show the other day, and Dr. Anthony Fauci has told Americans looking to meet up with potential suitors from dating apps amid the coronavirus pandemic that it's fine as long as they are quote willing to take a risk. So he qualifies that. He essentially says that you know. It's tough because it's what's called relative risk. If you really feel that you don't want to have any part of this virus, you will maintain six feet away, wear a mask, do all the things that we talk about in the guidelines. He says, but, you know, everybody has their own tolerance for risk, and it depends on the level of interaction that you want to have. If you're looking for friends to sit in a room and put a mask on, you know and you and chat a bit if you want to go a bit more intimate then that's your choice regarding a risk and he says according to dr fauci the decision whether or not to meet up with someone from a dating app becomes even trickier when considering that people who are asymptomatic are also spreading the virus so it's interesting because he didn't flat out say no don't do this he said here's what the guidelines that we've put out there and since everybody is different and everyone makes their own choices, you have to for yourself decide on what level of risk you're willing to undergo or take. Right. And interesting response. What do you guys think? I, I would say that I, I mean, I agree. And I, I mean, I think we talked about this before where I just think everyone has their own way that they're going to go about it. And I think you can only control people so much. I mean, I definitely think people are getting stir crazy and don't want to stay home and it's smarter to. And I know even myself that I get the urge to get out and interact with people and then like kind of become a recluse again. I mean. Right. Yeah. I mean, Lincoln, did you have any thoughts? Well, I think I, I just what I always find fascinating about Fauci and the what's the woman's name? I forget her name. Dr. Burks. Dr. Burks <clears throat> is that they talk about HIV a lot because a lot of their experience has been with the HIV virus. So I think it's kind of similar to that. You're gonna, you know, before there was prep, you would have safe sex with someone but it was always safer sex. The safest Correct. sex is not having any sex at all. Right. Or, right. So, mm-hmm. um, or you just take anal, uh, some people just take anal off the table. Right. Or some people won't do certain things or they will. And there are still some people that are not on prep that are mm-hmm. not positive that feel, I don't want to take a pill every day. I'm just going to practice safer sex. So I think this is also a virus. So it's actually the exact same thing. And certain people will do, 
certain things and other people won't, you know, right. I mean, all these protesters right now that are protesting, you know, the, their liberty with state, of course you can go outside, you could do whatever you want, but it's about not infecting other people. And we all it's want a, the economy to reopen. We all want but, the economy to reopen. And it's about not affecting, infecting other people and overwhelming our hospital system. So if for this period, if you get hit by a car, God forbid, the hospitals are overloaded with virus people. Like, that's what we're worried about for the next month or three. Well, In it's five months, it's going to be different. You know, it's really interesting. And I think uh, every I did like what Fauci said about the risk factor. And you kind of have to really look because there is no cure for this currently. Right. And you have to kind of look at the risk factors, how much you're willing for yourself that you're going to put yourself in. Realize that hospitals are totally full, that if you did get sick and know your own personal health. And I think if you live in a place like New York City, like we do, it's the, we have the most cases of this. We're really putting ourselves at risk. I mean, I was on Scruff the other day, just like ch- chit-chatting or, you know, woofing to certain guys. And a guy said he was in some hotel room and said, I'll take care of you if you want to come over here. And oh, I just God. ignored it. And what did yeah, you no, say? and I ignored it. I just good. Yeah, I've been I, I just, I've been on the apps too, just like p- passing the time. But I feel like there, even here, like you said, there are definitely people that are just like, oh, when and where, and still like, yeah. come on over. And I'm just like, I I am just not getting that headspace. And actually, you know, my friend, uh, the one that we always talk about, uh, my f- chef friend. He was yes. saying that in his building, he went to take the trash out the other day. I think it was like su- Saturday or Sunday. And he said this girl on the first floor was like, oh, do you want to come over for my barbecue? And he's thinking oh. any gays that. So I guess there was five gays that were there that she, gay friends of hers that she had over for the barbecue. And he's thinking any of those gays that are there are not cute to me because they're deciding to go to something like that and not social distance. Well, okay. Yeah. You definitely could break it down to the gates, but how about her for having a barbecue? Right. Oh yeah. And then he's like, bitch, fuck out. I don't want to drink from you. (laughs) It's also just like, to me, uh, um, you know, you just kind of want to play by the rules right now. We will come out of this and then we can fuck each other's brains out. And to the point of, Fauci's comments on the risk factor. There's another story that really caught my eye where STD antibiotics, in other words, uh, the Z-Pak, that people, I've had it before, if you get chlamydia or are, they're running out of these because Trump apparently has gone on record to say that this in combination with that hydrochloride is a good, he's promoted that it's a good, you know, with no facts that it will help cure the coronavirus. And so because of that, there's the um, the Food and Drug Administration have been, have said that they're running out of Z-Packs, like they don't have enough of them. So let's just say, so back to our other story, let's just say you take that risk factor mm-hmm. and you're in New York and you do hook up with somebody and you do happen to get an STD, there's a good possibility based on current research that 
they might not be able to prescribe the z that you need to cure right. your STD. And the other so thing you're I was wondering is, how domino effect it is. Yeah. The other thing I'm wondering is don't the, when you, I'm, I'm almost positive that when you get an STD, I think that it's compromising to your immune system. It has to be. And we'll ask, uh, there's a nurse on our, that's been following us and um, we'll get, I'll ask that question. That's a good question. Mm -hmm. And let's ask that question. Really good question, Jeremy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to totally ask that question because it, I mean, but you can only imagine it probably is just because your right. body has this new foreign STI in your system that it's probably trying to fight off that it may or may well, not. The so. other reason why I thought about it is because if they, as you said, they're using the same form of medication or similar, I'm assuming that that is used to clear out your system altogether. So, I'm assuming that when you do have the STD, I mean, imagine people that aren't even going to get blood tests or anything that are at home and and making the decision to have sex with someone, then getting something and then also just not going anywhere. It's really the time that you want to be mindful in so many ways. You don't want to like have an accident fall or, I mean, you really need to be, get your rest. Yeah, absolutely. You don't want to get an accident. You don't want to get into a home, a silly home accident or anything because right. you don't want to have to go to. Yeah. I mean, we get it. Yeah. And so, well, also, I mean, um, bringing it to a different, like, kind of consciousness that obviously our civilization is having a reboot right now. Mm-hmm. Doing all this right. fighting against taking the pause. Like, I can't take, I can't pause. We have to keep going. We have to get, I understand people want to get to work and, you know, all those things, but. You understand that more than anybody as a small business owner. I'm sure. I am alone at the bakery. Like I have never screwed up so many things at my bakery than I have in the past three weeks. Cause I don't fill a lot of my own orders that often anymore. And little things like the mail system right now is such a train wreck that people are getting notifications that their package has been delivered, but all, but it hasn't yet because the system and the carriers are really off. Right. They're off. I noticed. Like I understand that we all want to get back to work and do live again, but we need to stop. And the only way we're going to get the benefits as a civilization of this massive reboot that mother nature and however this virus came to be is if we actually do, do, do stop and take a moment and not go to work and not have sex and not, not, not be a part of it. Not right now. This summer is can't they just canceled gay pride today. You right. Yeah. We're just going to say that they did. Yep. So um, for our listeners, New York gay pride is the current uh, pride fest that is canceled, not postponed, but canceled. canceled. And I saw that they did global citizen on uh, like a, a streaming and I missed that. I, I, that was a really good concert. I bet. But I, I missed it. Did you watch it, it Stephen? I did not. I, I've been watching. Um, Cody was singing. Um, he's uh, my one of my co-hosts on the third, and he was singing for his restaurant. Really good. And you know, there's so your dance card these days. By the way, everybody out there could be so filled up if you wanted to. For sure. So I was doing a virtual dance party for two different DJs. By the way, I had. Wow. Um, D- DJ Dan DeLeon on the other day talking about his new shows, uh, The Circuit. 
and uh, my friend Antonio was doing another circuit event that you and kind of cool with lights if you turned it on your TV with your sound system. Oh, um, cool. I, I did a yoga meditation music thing with one of my favorites. I mean, there's so much. Your dance card could be really busy if you wanted it to right now. It's really interesting. That is. Um, I mean, you can stay booked and busy, I guess, and, and working out and all of that at the same time. Completely. It's um, Before we get into entertainment that we recommend, I just want to, curious to know, uh, Jeremy, I talked about on the show before that I tried to cut my hair after thinking that I can do that. <laughs> and I had a whole patch in my head. But Jeremy, you inspired me because... Your brother, you have a video you had posted of your brother cutting your hair and it looks amazing. Yeah, so he did like a blunt. Uh, I just, I really couldn't take it anymore. And I thought, (laughs) I don't really have any issue with the top. It was really just my sides growing out too far. And so my mom took a video of my brother. Like she has this big tub that we never use. So we put a chair inside there and he just like went to town on my hair and just, I, he buzzed it like a blunt line all the way around and it actually doesn't look bad. So it looks great. And you inspired me and I realized, Oh my God, that's what I need to do is I was, cause I used to kind of shave my head on the side more yeah. and I've been having a lot of length on the sides. Well, that's like a whole fading thing yeah. that you have to know how to do. And that's how you, that combined with my barber, Xavier Cruz, we did a live podcast at his salon Mm -hmm. uh, last December is doing these kind of tutorials and giving you a certificate even if you do them and he yeah it's just really fun yeah he had um oh my gosh uh Billy Porter yes uh Billy Porter was cutting his husband's hair and got the certificate did a really good job but the one tip I'll share with you that Xavier shared is most people go in with the clippers like dig in and when you do that that's how you create the holes in your head yeah in fact and anderson cooper was talking about it i saw <laughs> that we, yeah super funny there's a video on it but you kind of have to start from the bottom and go upward and it's really easier if you just want to kind of shave it on the sides because you're not really fading it right and so you gave me inspiration jeremy and i did that and it worked oh, so perfect. i love that also i feel like we all have uh fast growing hair so like mine he did that, I think, like a week and a half ago, and it's already back. So, like, yeah, and that's going to be easy to just do the same thing know. again. Yeah, I mean, you know, Jonathan Vaness of Queer Eye, who has like long flowing hair. Yes. Yes. He was on some show and saying, "What's your advice for the boys cutting your hair?" And he says, "Don't do it." He says, "Just wait. You're going to regret it in the end." And what if you how much are you really going to grow two three inches of hair and maybe try a new style try a this or that and i'm like jonathan easier for you to say because you've got that long mane of right. hair but for us that have short hair um you know all the lesbos katie lang and what's your um msnbc girl and all of those that have short hair there. When you have short hair, you got to keep this shit up. Yeah, and- totally. I was even saying to my mom, I'm like, I'm a little emotional because I like recognize myself again from getting the haircut. I mean, it had been, it was <laughs> wow. like a wildebeest, yeah. and I just didn't, I hadn't shaved my neck and 
everything was just overgrown. And after I did it, I was like, oh my God, it's me again. <laughs> um, any, I just wanted to promote, and if you guys have anything, uh, there's a great documentary that played the, the gay fest last year. When I used to live in LA, there used to be a bookstore called Circus Books. Mm -hmm. And it was quintessential. There was one in Silver Lake and there was one in WeHo, West Hollywood. And it was one of the, I, it was there forever, 70s, 80s, 90s. And it was known for having, you know, magazines and porn magazines and video rentals and action kind of in the back. And it was run by a straight couple that just were like, you know, and they talk so freely in this documentary. Well, the documentary is making its way out to Netflix and it premieres on Wednesday. So highly recommend watching that um, for our called? history and just for a lot of fun. Circus of Books. Circus of Books is the name of the documentary. Yeah. And lastly, the only thing I'll recommend is I've subscribed to a few more OnlyFans accounts lately and they're all offering <laughs> discounts right now. Like some of them are three something, $3 and something cents for the next... And you can kind of try out these different fun sites for those of you. And I've also tried Chatterbait, which is interesting. So, oh, I've yeah. done that before. It's fun, right? It's fun. You just like trade out. Uh, you can like switch and switch and switch to the next person. And they're live. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The, the only thing I get worried about, and it reminds me of Carrie and Sex in the City, was oh, when, when she first got her when she got on the computer for the first time and said, "Can they see me?" and ducked <laughs> underneath the, the desk. Because I feel like, wait, can they see me? Because as every as a lot of people know, I'm, you know, I don't like to turn on FaceTime unless right. I'm camera ready, yeah. and so I get a little panicky with all that kind of stuff. But it turns out they can't see you. I finished Ozark. Uh, I'm uh, watching. Little Fires Everywhere with Reese Witherspoon and Kerry Washington. That's really good. On Hulu? Yes. And yeah, excellent. That's about it for now. And then I old movies. I just started Ozark. I'm like four episodes in and very, very, I love it. Um, there's a show, if, speaking of Sex in the City, I don't know if you guys ever heard of the show Younger. No. No. Okay, so. As such, not my gig, but it is. So after Darren Starr did Sex in the City, I'm sure he did other projects, but one of them is a show called Younger. And it's set in New York City. It's set in Manhattan, and it stars Sutton Foster and Hilary Duffer in it. And I know that's like teenage girl stuff. <laughs> right. It is written like the old Sex in the Cities. And oh. it's based around publishing instead of writing for a magazine. And it's about a woman who divorces at 40, played by Sutton Foster, who's done a ton of Broadway, and she's awesome. Um, she, 40 years old, divorced, goes to get a job, and no one will hire her. So she pretends to be 26 to oh get my a job. God. Oh. And she gets a 26-year-old boyfriend, and she, it's, the way it unfolds is really cool. And um, what's her name? Debbie Mazar is in it and plays, like, the lesbian roommate if you guys know, you know, I love Debbie Mazar. Mazar. of course. Yeah. And I love her too. And what's great about it is it's only 21 minutes an episode. It shows beautiful photo, like scenery of New York city bustling and filled with people. And it has that old sex in the city kind of humor. They talk right. about like the, the orthodike, which are the dykes in the orthodox Jewish community in Brooklyn. 
they're called orthodikes and like it's <laughs> still that kind of fun stuff and i'll tell you for 21 minutes i forget about everything see like, that's what we need I feel like old new york and a new season is coming out in june so at least it's gonna yeah. even be current to get caught up now oh and my last thing is i hope you all saw the series finale of Shit's creek which was incredible everyone's talking about it so, i'm so having good. Start it from the beginning. It's totally worth it. You can also escape with a little shit screen. Let me see if I have time. Oh, I do. I'll watch it. <laughs> I love it. Okay. I love it. Thank you, guys. Um, up next is my inter- my second part interview with Brad of Wicked Gay Parties. And we are asking you guys to send in your questions or things you want to weigh in that you've heard on the show And we're going to answer, it's going to be a whole episode of us talking about either things you want us to talk about, things you want to ask us personally, we'll talk about on the show, or things you want to weigh in that you've heard on the show. You can email me, steve at talkaboutgaysex.com. Just go to tagspodcast.com and every link is there. So if you DM me on social media, I'll see it via Twitter, Facebook. Book, Instagram. Coming up next week, in a week, we're recording listener, excuse me, comments and what you want us to talk about. Awesome. It'll be fun. It'll be a lot of fun. As always, be safe, be well, and we'll talk to you soon. Yes. Up next, part two with my interview with Brad of wickedgayparties.com. We were in the conversation of how he started Wicked Gay Parties. If you missed it, you can get catch part one on last week's episode, episode 154. We are getting into how I found out about his parties and moving into how he's doing the virtual gay jackoff parties currently. And that's where we pick up on part two of this interview. Have a listen. And I want to stop you right there. I think with what we're going through, COVID-19 now, and how I found out about you, which I would imagine, and we get a lot of people on our show reaching out to us on DMing and saying, hey, do you know of any virtual sex parties, virtual jack-off parties? And I had found out about you through one of my co-hosts. And then I shared I was, your link. I was wondering where you found out because this is totally new. We just had our second. The one you attended was only the second one. We had one, like you did, You attended the one this past Friday. Yes. Our first one was five days before that on the Sunday, which originally was supposed to be Saturday. And I was about to do the party literally 20 minutes before I was going to start the party. The tornado sirens went off. Oh, <laughs> my. And we had to go get cover. And I had to send out an email frantically uh, to everybody canceling the party and, and doing it the following day on Sunday instead. But, yeah, this is totally something that we're it's completely new. We're just well, trying it. I had never used Zoom before. One of my members actually emailed me and said, hey, have you considered doing a Zoom party? And I looked it up and I went, that sounds like a great idea. And here we are. <laughs> in a way, I mean, you know, we're totally all making, making it up yeah, I mean, I think we're making all this work out. And I think this is the opportunity for you to reach out to so many guys across the country now who are all self-isolating, self-quarantining. And um, like I said, so for people that know, again, I'm talking to Brad of Wicked Gay Parties, and currently you're doing um, a virtual uh, jack-off party, essentially, right? Where you right? We're doing it once a week now. We're we're um, doing them on Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. We like you know like 
last week was Friday, this week it's Saturday, the next week it'll be Sunday, uh, maybe in the afternoon. We're going to play around with an afternoon party as well. But yeah, we're doing it every week right now. And I love it because there's another site that I follow and they're doing like early ones, um, which that site tends to be like earlier, you know, they're sunrise right. yoga type people. And I am not um, a sunrise person. I'm more of a sunset. And so you're, <laughs> I'm so happy you did, you know, your party started at uh, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. But even if you were on the West Coast, seven o'clock is still it's a great still time. Yeah, you yeah, still. That, that was what I was keeping in mind was a time that would be okay with them. But then, but I've been getting emails, you know, I, I just got a couple today. Hey, I'm in Germany. Hey, I'm in UK. Can you do a daytime party so that it would be convenient for us at night, not four in the morning for us? Um, and I thought the idea of a, an afternoon party was actually pretty appropriate because, like, Saturday afternoon, Sunday afternoon, there are parties in New York. Um, I There's a bear party. Um, hello, Barry, if, you, if you're listening. Um, he's the host of the bear party. He does a, a – or he would if the coronavirus isn't going on. He does a, a party on Sundays at Paddles that, um, that I frequented on occasion. Um, so it, it makes sense to do a daytime party, I think. Um, and also, again, um, letting people you know, from the UK and Germany and Europe get involved. One of the things that's exciting to me about this is the site has always been really, it hasn't been of much use, to be honest, or for someone that's not in New York and not in LA, not in one of these big cities. And when somebody would subscribe from you know, someplace you know, else, I would kind of feel a little bit bad for them. Cause like, oh, not, I don't really have a lot on offer for them. And, and, you know, and if they were like, hey, you know, there's not a lot here on the site with me, I'm like, no problem. You know, you know I, I would, you know, refund them and stuff. And But now, ever since I started these virtual parties, I'm getting subscriptions. I'm getting people signing up for memberships. I got one from Guam the other day. <laughs> exactly. That's why I <laughs> like, think what you're, what you're I'm doing. I'm getting them from Australia. I'm getting them from Japan. I'm getting them from all over the world. And to me, it, it's like, wow, this, you know, I, I get to connect with the whole world now on the site. I did eventually want to get to the point where I was listing parties all over the world, but you know, of course, it takes a humongous amount of, of manpower, and you know, I need to like make some, well, make and some money to pay I for think that manpower. That, you know, it's you know build up to it. I think there's always something, you know, something bright out of a dark time. This is your bright moment yeah. here, and I think you're really going to expand. I think you're um, going to get people to start listing their parties in all parts of the world, and we are literally all in this together. Real quick, I did attend last week's. Uh, jack-off party i had a lot of fun um i want to talk about some Thanks of the things for, for joining us i'm glad you enjoyed it i did i did um there was i was making my co-host laugh real quickly because i hadn't used zoom before so i was making them laugh because i went into my bedroom and i was like oh shoot the lighting do i want to show my face do i not want to show my face <laughs> type conversation i had in my head then i'm like do right. i get the lube do i not then i got the lube all over my computer then i <laughs> i mean it was a hot <laughs> mess um but i ended up and then i was like i didn't understand how you could click to pin essentially you can kind of click other images to see who you want to see but there was a couple on there they look like they're maybe married or husbands whatever they were getting it on lord have mercy i know what couple you were talking yeah. about because I, you probably read my email today, i read your I but i also there. experienced there and i was on there um <laughs> it was a lot of fun and i definitely got off and was happy and can't wait for this saturday apparently but a lot of guys did because like that couple was on, and right around the 40-minute mark, you know, it was like the party started at 10. Around at 10.40, you know, they'd been fucking for a while. Um, and then... And the party you know, was two hours, and you encouraged... The climax, 
And suddenly people started busting, and it's like we had 50 people in the room at the time. And suddenly, which were spread over two pages, and then suddenly out of nowhere we only had one page with like 18 people on <laughs> like, Right, because so everybody, everybody busted. And, busted. You know what? And I mean, we're like, okay, we're done. <laughs> so you're going to have to start having featured performers in the second hour, perhaps. <laughs> and um, for people that don't know, or at least how you're doing it right now, you're doing two-hour blocks of time, which I think is really good. And one of the things I was reading in your email that you sent out today is the things, and I really appreciate you for what you're offering to all of us right now to get off, but also um, you're not afraid to learn and take notes on what worked, what didn't work, and you sent a really good email out today just uh, laying out all those things. And one of the things you learned was you on your end monitoring so many guys at one time from a, a, a thumbnail standpoint, in other words, if I was to go on there and there's 150 guys, it's too hard to scroll through all that. Talk a little bit briefly yeah, about that. Yeah, it's just too much, you know? It, you know, it, it kind of goes back to my own my own sensitivity or whatever feelings about preferring smaller, more intimate parties. I think guys connect more. You know, when you have a room full of, like, you have a party of so many guys, everybody's like a kid in the candy store, and they kind of want to, like, try a little taste of everything. And so people don't really connect because they're just kind of like bouncing back and forth all between all these different guys. But when you have a hotel room with like 15 guys, they, they tend to really get intimate with each other and tend to really connect. That's what I found. And I really like, you know, like those kind of parties and like hosting those kind of parties more. And what was happening when I had 50 guys on there, I had 25 guys on each page where 50 may not sound like a lot, but it's a lot. So many, like you're, you're, you're scrolling between these two pages. If you're on a desktop, if you're on a phone, you're scrolling like 16 pages and you like, don't know where to look. You know what I mean? And you don't, you don't right. have to like, okay, so you stare at this guy for a second, you stare at this guy, and, and it's kind of like overload. It's, it's overload, like, and then you're like me, better. and you're, you're trying to move the camera and the lighting and the lube, yeah. and it's, it's just a lot. <laughs> and also, it's, also it, there's the, the issue where if you have 25 guys on each page, everybody's picture is really small. Everyone's video is really small. And if you make it so there's only 13 or 14 people on each page, then you have you know much bigger picture and you're really able to see p people and what they're doing a lot more. So, so you created um, a solution. So, yeah, I'm going to keep it like 25 to 30 um, at a time. I'm still going to confirm you know 150. We had 93 uh, total out of 150 last time. So I'm still going to do that. Um, we have a waiting room and as people leave, we'll let other people in. But I'm only going to keep about 25 or 30 at a time, uh, so that you have a chance to really like look at everybody and watch and, and participate. And if somebody doesn't have their camera on, you know, I send them a little message and say, hey, something's going on with your video. And if, if it doesn't come on in there, too, I send them back to the waiting room. I say, hey, you know, um, you seem to have an issue with your video. I'm sending you back to the waiting room. I'll check back with you in a moment to see if you have it fixed. Because I don't want to boot them because the problem with, with, uh, with this Zoom system is once you boot someone from the party, then they can't sign back in. Got so it. instead, I'll put them in the waiting room. I'll check back with them in a few minutes to see if their video is working. Um, but but the idea is this is not like, you know, a voyeur thing, and only so many people are going to be no, able to no, be in there. No, no, you need time. to participate. Right, you know and, I mean? and real quick, um, for people that want to be, say, a part of it, they can go to wickedgayparties.com, and what you have right. on there is a sign-up form that people can sign up for you can sign up as a free member or for very low cost, um, you can be a VIP member. And that gives you, at least in this access, access to uh, secure your spot for the next party. Um, do you right. have any criteria for people, listeners, that go to wickedgayparties.com that 
you anything that you look for or you know that you won't oh, allow? No, no, Wicked, Wicked Gay Parties is is for everyone, and it, it, we list all sorts of parties for all sorts of different kinds of people and all sorts of different kinds of tastes. There's no criteria for signing up. Uh, when you go, you create a profile. The idea, the reason why I have a profile uh, is so that if somebody leaves a review, you have a little bit of context as to you know this person you can look at their profile, and and you know somebody you know might say oh, this party's full of old souls, and you look and you find out they're 19. Well, you know what I mean? When you're 19, yeah. you think anybody who's over 25 is an old soul. You know <laughs> exactly. What I mean? So it, it helps put things into perspective. Um, so, um, so, so that's the reason why I have people fill out a profile, but most of it is not um, required. But the idea is you fill out a profile uh, to become a member, a free member, and at that point what you would normally get is you would normally be able to see the first 25 parties that are, that are upcoming all over North America. And then... Um, and then you would also be able to see we're about to open up a video uh, section, which is going to have some videos of group sex of actual sex parties, including some of my own um, that, that I started right. recording uh, last fall. So we're going to be having some scenes from some actual real, real guys in real sex parties. And we're going to be opening that up. Hopefully in the next couple of weeks, I'm working on putting that together. As another thing to hold us over during this, this period, um, you'll be able to see free, free clips, you know, about two minute clips of that. If you become a VIP member, which right now, you know, is only $1.99 a month if you do the annual, $2.99 if you do it by the month, or actually, I'm sorry, it's uh, three months now uh, minimum that you get, so it's like eight-something for three months. It turns out to be $2.99 a month if you, if you go with, the, uh, with that option. But um, what you'll get is you'll get the full-length uh, versions of the scenes from the videos, and you'll have priority. Basically, for the jack-off parties, what we're doing is we're opening it up so that our VIP members can register first. And then the day of the party, if there's still spots available, we post the link, uh, the the link that you can use to register. That link is right now only available on a page the VIP members can access. But the day of, if there's still spots available, we'll post it on the member homepage where anybody who's a free member can uh, click on the link and sign up until we fill all the spots, and then we take that link down. You know, and so right now it's, a, it's an incentive to sign up at the very low cost because, as you noticed from last week's party... <laughs> because, you know, we got to pay the bills. Well, we got to pay the bills, <laughs> but as you noticed last week, so many people were um, going on, and you're, I think you said you're going to kind of limit it. Um, you, you might be in the... If you don't go on at a certain time, you might be in the waiting room for a little time, but just hang out for a while, and then... Um, because you want to keep it to maybe 30 guys? Is that what I understood? Yeah, at a time. I mean, like I said last time, and I'm, I'm confirming the same amount of people probably, I, I don't know if I'm every week, but, but I think confirming 150 is what I did last time, and like I said, 93 showed up, which is pretty typical. About two-thirds of people that RSVP for a party will typically show up. Usually it's between 60 to 75%. That's just what I found as right. a party host. Um, and so... Um, you know, 93 guys is about right. And I, if I'm letting 30 in at a time, you know, over two hours, that means that the guys that come in for the last hour or half hour will still have some guys there, um, you know, having fun. Um, and what, what happened last week was, you know, uh, so many of the guys left after, after they busted up, you know, watching those guys 40 minutes into the party. And then, you know, this poor guy, this poor guy from San Francisco pop in, and there were like seven, eight people in the room. And I'm sure he thought that was the way the party always was. He's like, screw this, and, and pops right back out again. Um, and I thought, you know, the party went on for another hour and 20 minutes, you know. And there was never more than 10 or 15 guys after that. So um, I, I like the idea of also making it, you know, spreading it out a little bit more so that from our if end, people who aren't able to come right at the beginning, they'll still have, you know, some people to play with. 
from from our end, I think it totally makes sense, and I commend you on that. Um, just real quick, uh, Zoom has been under fire for security breaches and so forth, but I noticed there's some articles out there. We posted it on tagspodcast.com the other day on ways that you can uh, not have peop- um, bots and people getting into your events so forth. And that's by using a password and a specific link and having the waiting room so that people like you can confirm if the person that signed up is part of your site. Um, is, was right. that, is, um, is that all because of the potential that Zoom has been under fire recently that you, you've actually... It's, it's, it's all because I'm a control freak. <laughs> well, good, because it's keeping I've us... I've always been, I've always wanted to know, one of the other things that I do with my, my parties that I don't think anybody else does is I require, and this is just my regular parties, this isn't even Zoom, but I think, you know, it carries over to these as well, this sort of attitude that I have, is like, if I'm going to have a party, and if I'm going to have a party in a hotel, for instance, I want to, security-wise, I want to know who's in that party. Most hosts, maybe even all hosts other than myself, have no idea who's in their party, Right. I make people take a picture with their email address and the date so I know it's really them and I know it's not from 10 years ago, right? (laughs) Right. And so, and and no one ever sees it. It's only from my own files. But just having that picture of somebody with the email address, with the the date, is is a way to make people feel like, well, I better not try any shit at this guy's party because he has a picture of me, right? Even though I would never do anything. Well, I shouldn't announce that because... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, that was but, my. But, but um, the point yeah. is, I want to know who is in my party from a security a, standpoint, and also just to know for sure that the person is coming to my party. Also, I find that a, a sort of a side thing that happened from doing this, which has turned out to be really great, is um, it really changed like the, the the caliber of the people at the party. I find that sketchy people won't do it, and people who are extroverted and fun and social have no problem doing it. So. By doing this whole, you know, uh, taking a picture, you know, with your email address, that's actually really improved, like, the quality of the guys at my party. So carrying over to Zoom, I had the same approach. I want to know exactly who's going to be in this party. You know what I mean? So that's why I have it where it's, you have to register. I, you know, somebody was like, can you just send out the link? No. <laughs> Can't just send out the link. I need to know for sure they're members. I need to show, know this for sure they're VIP or whatever. And... And I also, what I, another thing I really like about this Zoom thing is before now, my website was just a site. And I was like, there was an admin and there, there was no face behind it. There was no person behind it. And I really love this as an opportunity for me to start connecting with my subscribers and with my members. So, you know, getting to know them and actually having personal exchanges, personal emails and seeing them on the site and being able to start, you know, putting together names and emails and stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a people person, I guess you could say, and uh, and you know my parties have been designed, designed that way, and and now these Zoom parties are designed that way too. And I'm, I'm you know some people that have already confirmed for this Saturday are people who've been to the first two parties, and starting to like get to know who these people are, and I I really like that, and I'm you know I like the opportunity that I'm able to start you know reaching out to people and talk to them on a personal level instead of just the, the admin from the site, you know so. For me, this is also a great opportunity to do that. Well, Brad, I love what you're doing. Um, real quick, before we give everyone how they can follow you and go to the parties and so forth, um, do you, quick question, do you participate in your parties, whether it's in any of them, whether it's the regular ones or on Well, we these? haven't even, we, we, have, we have a, I actually haven't even gotten an alpha spectrum. <laughs> 
Um, but basically, uh, it really depends. It depends. Got it. Got um, it. Like, for instance, the, the, the Jock Muscular Party, I did not participate for a long time because my partner, um, who, who was unfortunately no longer with us, but we were both, we were a bear couple. And when I started the parties, I was a jock athletic guy. Um, but I wasn't after some time, and he was a bear, so he never felt comfortable going to the parties, and we only played together. So I didn't play at those parties. But, but we actually created our Beef Bear Party as a party where we could play together with other people and, and feel comfortable. Um, but now I feel much more comfortable playing at the men's men's party um, because, I, you know, I'm, I'm back in shape, basically. But uh, so I, I do, but it really depends. I mean, I'm usually too busy in the beginning. Correct. But the parties have, have changed quite a bit because originally I just did them for fun. And now basically what happened was I met a guy in Atlanta and he really wanted to do porn. And something that really me and my, my late partner uh, struggled with was we could never find um, – very much media, you know, for our social media, like, you know, Twitter and stuff, we had a really hard time finding things that we could tweet uh, that would that would show what our party was like, because I, I pride myself in having one of the most diverse parties in New York, um, and you just don't find a lot of porn that's really, really diverse, you know what I mean? Right. Um, that has this mixture of all sorts of different kind of guys, whether it's a jock party or whether it's a beer party, you know, it's very rare to find you know, black, Latino, Asian, white, Middle Eastern, like all mixing it up together. Um, and so we, we had played around with the idea or talked, you know, some of the members about, you know, creating our own, creating our own videos, creating our own pictures. I always backed away from it, though, because I, I didn't want to ask somebody to do something um, that might end up coming back to bite them to them in the ass later. Well, then I met a guy in Atlanta while I was here in Kentucky and fell in love, and he wanted to you know, host the parties with me, but he also wanted to do porn. And so we started doing porn together, me, me and him. So we have a JFF page that we started called Alpha Spectrum. And the idea was that we would uh, do um, videos that specifically were about diversity, you know, about different kinds of guys mixing it up together. And that was going to be our thing. Um, and then the parties became, because they were the same theme, uh, we, we decided to start hosting the parties under the name Alpha Spectrum as well. Um, so then we were like, well, we need content for our site and these guys, we need, we need pictures and videos to show people what our parties are like. So let's start recording our parties. <laughs> I love it. So we recorded our, our bear party last September and I had like four hours of footage and I've been trying to work on it. Unfortunately, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. So a lot of, a lot of footage, is, <laughs> it's, it's not the best quality and I've learned and, I'm, and the next party will be much better. I promise anybody who happens to be looking at our footage on, uh, on just for fans, um, we are learning, and the footage will get better. Um, but I was actually planning on going to New York and recording Men's Den, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago, right, for the Black Party. So when everything clears up, that's something from now on all my parties are going to be video parties. And the thing that's really surprising, I guess not so surprising, but really kind of exciting to me, is that guys really are into the idea. They really want to do it. Um, you know, for the longest time, it was always like, there's no photography, there's no blah, blah, blah. And I want to make it very clear our parties, the Zoom parties on the site, there is no photography allowed for that. Right. But in these, I'm very, very, you know, forward about, hey, we're going to be, we're going to, you want to come make a video for us? You want to, you want to, you know, you know, do you want to be at a party? And a lot of guys are totally into it. And that's the, that's the reason why I actually changed. My mind changed about it is because I started doing it myself and I started realizing how exciting and fun it was. And, you know, because guys at the party used to be like, you know, when I was like, no, I don't want to be responsible. They'd be like, you know, that, that's our decision. If we want to do it, let us do it. And, you know, we want, we'll take that responsibility. I was like, oh, but I don't want to be the person who, like, you know, might cause you trouble later on. 
Well, once I started doing it myself, I understood the allure. I understood how exciting it was, like, you know, to post videos of you and your boyfriend or, or you in a group. Um, and so now I was, I, I'm not asking people to do anything that I'm not doing myself. You know what I mean? So that kind of changes it for me, changes right, the, right. the dynamic of it. Well, so I'm actually very excited about it. Um, the next time I go to New York, after this all clears up, uh, we're going to have a couple of video parties. And uh, the videos will be posted on Wicked Gay Parties for people to see. So anybody who is interested in that, and when we do have different ones, we have a bear party. We have one that's athletic and jock. And then we have one that's called Ass Action, which is what my original party was called back in Washington Heights. And that's going to be more general, you know, for everyone. Um, so if anyone's interested well, in that. Well, I might out. be interested in that. Um, Brad, I want to thank you so oh, much. Yes. Be so much fun. Absolutely. <laughs> and I can't wait to meet you in person. And um, so, real quick before uh, we let you go, um, so people can f- go to wickedgayparties.com, correct? Right. And they can follow. Uh, go ahead. And then definitely talk about your OnlyFans page. Yeah, it's a just for fans page. Or sorry, so just, just for fans. Or dot fans slash alpha spectrum a l p h a s p. God, I, I just sipped a margarita. Spectrum <laughs> Um It's it's very um, quiet there right now because I have so much going on with Wicked Day parties. I haven't been able to post there for a bit. But once I get everything caught up, we're going to be posting things there every week from a mixture of the parties and. Um, you know, one-on-one and three ways. So for people who are into her sick of, you know, her, no, I shouldn't say sick, but who are tired of seeing videos where everybody looks the same. That's what I always say. It's like everybody looks like they're related to each other. Right. <laughs> kind of like out here in Kentucky, everybody looks like they're related to each other. And I, I find there's so much hotness when you get a bunch of guys together that are of all different backgrounds and types. So that's really what, what we shoot for, and that's what, um, that's what you'll find in the videos that we'll be posting in our page, what we have now and what we'll continue to have in the future. And, and I'll list if every... If that's your thing, come, you know, check us out. Oh, thank you, Steve. Thanks for having me on. I, I love talking about this shit. <laughs> and we'll have you back on again. I want to have you back on once we get out of this t- tunnel. And oh, once yeah. we get back to the parties, <laughs> let's have you back on. Absolutely. You can tell I'm a blabbermouth. I can I, I, I could talk for days. <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. Cool. Well, I want to thank my guest again, Brad, of WickedGayParties.com. I hope you will check it out. Of course, my co-host, as always, are serving it up with me. And lastly, I hope you will join me for my live podcast every Thursday nights on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash tags podcast, 7 to 8 Pacific Standard Time, 10 to 11 Eastern Standard Time, PM, and it's a live call-in show, so you can call in onto the show. I hope to see you this Thursday night, and as always, be safe, be healthy, stay home. We will get through this. I will talk to you soon.